Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never Well, hello everyone. Today is Thursday, February 15th. I'm your host, Rose Cress, and today we've pulled Snowblind. So Snowblind comes from Tori's 2011 album, Night of Hunters. This is the song cycle. I actually really love this album. I think for a long time it was one of my favorite albums just because, I mean, it seriously blends worlds for me in terms of musical creativity and instrumentation and growing up hearing a lot of classical music. I mean, my parents really leaned into the classical music as I was a kid. Like, I remember when I was little, little my dad used to listen to Motown a ton he had Supreme eight tracks and really into that kind of music and the Supremes and all of that so early on I was hearing my dad play a lot of that some Jimi Hendrix and then I think that radio station just went away or just kind of changed formats and once it changed formats then it was just kind of classical music he loved opera as well. And uh, how cool would that be to see like Tori pen some opera? Maybe. Like not sing it, but just, I don't know, pen some opera. Oh my God, how amazing would American Doll Posse be if it was a rock opera? I mean, or not even rock opera, just like an opera opera. I mean, there's a story there. The dolls did those blogs. Um, Can somebody get on this and make that happen? Because that would be pretty amazing. But anyway, Snowblind. I'm getting Snowblind with the idea of an American doll posse opera. Because that would just be amazing, don't you think? I think it would be amazing. Let's have some memes. Show me your best American doll posse opera memes. Snowblind. Okay, so let's, some get snowblind, and some get snowblind with the daylight, but then with the night, for once they see clearly. I love this idea of all of the sense perceptions and all of the things that we're experiencing during our day kind of blinding us, and then when it's nighttime and we're not so focused on that kind of external vision, everything kind of goes to sleep, we're more alone in our worlds, that all of a sudden we can really see clearly that some of us may start taking stock of ourselves in the nighttime and that can be uncomfortable. I know like this time of year it's getting better but the one thing I've noticed so I grew up in southern Arizona and southern Arizona doesn't really experience like the really really long long nights it also doesn't change times like everybody else has those little time jumps and and daylight savings time and all of that nonsense and I really I actually really hate that now that I'm living in it and I really appreciate that Arizona doesn't do that but not that I'm in Arizona anymore I'm in Oregon and I experience it but right about like January mid-January I really start to feel that like evening anxiety because the night seems to be lasting too long it's like dark it's dark at four o'clock in the afternoon and you know like there's a certain point my husband and I are both just kind of sitting there in the living room waiting to go to bed. It's like, well, it's a little too early to go to sleep because it's, you know, just with your sleep cycles and all of that. And for some reason, neither of us wants to wake up at 4.30 in the morning. So we're just kind of like hanging around waiting to go to bed. And as the meme goes, at, well, at about 6.30 I, or 12.30, I looked at the clock and discovered it was only 6.30 in the evening. Anyway, the more time you spend alone, the dark night of the soul kind of thing, 
The more time you spend alone, the more time you spend in self-inquiry. We call that svadhyaya in yoga. And svadhyaya is to really kind of know and understand yourself. Why am I thinking this? Why am I making these decisions? What patterns are causing me to do this, that, and the other thing? It's a real frank look at yourself. Now, with that said, it doesn't have to be that intense. It can simply be, when I just did that pose, what am I noticing about my leg? Sometimes it's reading more spiritual texts and seeing yourself reflected in that. So in the nighttime, what Tori's talking about here is that once the night comes, we're seeing clearly. We're starting to look at ourselves. And then Tori goes on to ask, how do you free your mind so that you're not confined by our concept of what we call time? So she's talking to this creature, Annabelle, here. And Tori says that Annabelle represents the duality of nature, that she's the goddess in child form, so that the character of Tori can make it easier to hear about her part in the dissolution or the destruction of a relationship. And so nature, the experience feeling comes before her and says, hey, like it's time to take a look and let's go back in time and see where these things began. And truly, this is that deep introspection. This is that deep svadhyaya. We're turning on our inner eye and we're looking inwards and we're discovering for ourselves, where did this originate from? What is my behavior? Now, that being said, it's really important to note that there's always this two-part way of looking at things. And I say that because, and I'll probably say it, I've said it before, and I'll say it again and again and again, that we are spiritual beings living a human life. But one thing that's really important is that even though we can work on our spirituality and, oh, just love them and have compassion, like, yes, that's really important. But it's also really important that we hold people accountable. So you can hold somebody in deep compassion while at the the same time holding them accountable for their actions. For example, somebody hurts you and they hurt you to the extent that they have broken the law. You can go through your own healing process and work on seeing that individual as a flawed individual who may have been in their own pattern of abuse and their own pattern of their lives that were instilled when they were younger, etc., etc. You can see them that way and understand that all of us are a product of our pasts and that sometimes our pasts are making decisions in our present. And we can have compassion for that individual. We can have compassion for that situation. While at the same time, we can also hold them accountable for their actions by making that phone call or, you know, calling the police or doing whatever it is that we have to do. So it's understanding that we can be both of these things at the same time. We don't have to pick one or the other. That's the concept of non-duality is that we are both and. And Annabelle here is this duality in, you know, she's representing the duality of nature, which is an either or concept. And we get stuck in this either or concept. So Annabelle is showing up. She's showing up is that duality, that either or thing, the you and him kind of thing. But even 
in this duality aspect, she's still inviting this more non-dual look. Like, let's go back in time. Let's see what things used to look like, what things were before, what things were once a long time ago. And in the song cycle of Night of Hunters, this means going back in time to another lifetime when the couple was fighting alongside each other and not fighting against each other. And then we get Battle of Trees and so on and so forth. But let's go back and see where did these things start and where did it start for her, for Tori? She's not going back in time to explore his past. She's going back in time to explore her past so she can take ownership of her own actions so that she can grow as a result of this awareness. And this is the inner eye activation. And we can correlate this inner eye activation. It's really pratyahara is what's going on here when the senses turn inward. It's a healing of the senses and the senses turning inward. It's just one of the practices of Ashtanga yoga as laid out by Patanjali in the Yoga Sutras where we do practices and we start to take the senses from the outside world and we heal them by turning the senses inward, which sounds lovely. And there's a mudra that we can use to do this. It's called Shanmukhi Mudra. And it's a fairly simple mudra. Don't do this if you're driving your car. And also, if you're listening to this and you're in a safe place where you're not driving a vehicle, do it only with one hand to start because when I start leading you through it, there's a plugging up the ears. And once you plug up the ears, well, you won't be able to hear me and they'll be like, what the heck is going on now? So it is done with both hands, but I'll give you the option with one hand. It's often done with a breathing practice called bee breath. And I'm not going to teach you bee breath because that's not what's coming. It's just the mudra practice that's coming. So you would take your index finger and you rest it lightly on the eyebrows so that it's pointing to that third eye center. The middle finger rests so lightly across the eyelids. So right hand rests on the right eyelid, left hand rests on the left eyelid, and you don't want to press. The ring finger rests lightly along the cheek so that the tip of the ring finger is right at the edge of the nostril, and then the pinky finger rests along the lower cheek so that the tip of the pinky finger is right near the corner of the mouth, and then the thumb comes to the tragus, and the tragus is that flappy piece of cartilage in front of your ear. Now, if you have a, a tragus piercing, this is going to be rather difficult. So you can either use the ear lobe or you can simply place your thumb over the opening of your ear hole, your ear canal. And then the thumb presses the tragus into the ear canal. And then here you are. This is symbolic of closing off all of the senses. So it's this bringing the senses inward into the body and then resting like this. Now, this can be a scary mudra. And I think maybe you can see why, especially those of you who have a hard time closing your eyes or have a hard time being silent. And why would we have a hard time closing our eyes or a hard time with silence? Well, things have not been safe for us for a long time. So taking that kind of 
of action can feel very restrictive. So I would recommend doing this practice in a space that you feel totally comfortable in and while you're by yourself. Sometimes this is a bedroom, but for those of you with kids, like especially little kids who are like, what are you doing? I want to think right now. Sometimes a practice happens in a bathroom. Like sometimes that's the only place that you can get privacy. And yes, I understand for mothers that even a bathroom doesn't afford that sense of privacy. So we're turning off the outside world and we're turning our attention into the inner world. Now, this is accompanied by bee breath, but if you wanted to uh, bring a little bit of that in, but not the full bee breath, because we're not teaching you that, (laughs) that's for another time. If you really want to see it, you can look it up, but you could just add a simple hum. Uh, nice gentle hum which brings a little bit of sound which helps you to anchor the awareness on the sound while you let that sense of the awareness turning inward do its own job of healing the senses it's like a reparative action for the senses think about how open your eyes are all the time all during the day and they're not just open they're actively looking at stuff and they're actively looking at screens which is just oh that gets so hard for the eyes or think about your ears which are actively hearing like non-stop or your nose which is smelling 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 stuff all the time like our senses are really heavily engaged in the world and this is not a bad thing it's just a thing that happens but what about the time to rest and repair those senses so annabelle tori snowblind invites us inwards so there's your practice for today it's called shun muki mudra and i will see you tomorrow for fan favorite friday or will i hear you tomorrow i'll hear you tomorrow for fan favorite friday or you'll hear me and if you want to be a guest on fan favorite friday send us an email we'll get you scheduled for fan favorite friday make sure you're following us on the socials make sure you head over to songsoftoryamus.com and check out the website redesign it's very cool Ephraim did a fantastic job on that and have a great thursday bye
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.